no matter how much, uh, I guess there's a little bit of embarrassment that comes with it being your child that's screaming. Um, it's good to hear those voices in a church. So many churches are gathering this morning with, in all honesty, not a voice under 50. So while we may not be a big church or we may not have all the things that some others may have, we have a church that's alive and as a family, community. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Despite all the pain and hurt, I thank you. Lord, There is nothing I can do without you. It's all dust without you, Lord. So I pray as we move, begin to move into a time of worshiping through your word, Lord, I pray that we would hear your voice and go and build your kingdom. Something that will last forever. When we're all in the ground and with you, Lord, it will still stand because it is your kingdom. I pray for those this morning that are hurting, that have suffered loss from the recent floods. Lord, regardless of whether it's physical literal or metaphorical chaotic waters that flow through our lives, Lord. You control them with just a word. You are the God over the floodwaters. So I pray, regardless of the damage, regardless of the loss, Lord, that we would still see you and your power through it all.
that we would hear your voice even when the rushing waves, again, whether literal or metaphorical, come through our lives, your voice would be above it and we would follow it. I pray again that we would just hear you this morning as we continue in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing, but all you have given me. Jesus, bring me. Thank you, worship team. Always nice to have you guys playing. Well, happy 2nd of July. It's almost a holiday. Holiday in the middle of the week is kind of weird. Who wants to go to work on Monday? No, maybe not. <laughs> Brandon, it's going to rain anyway, so you're, you're off until August, maybe. <laughs> Well, it's good to see everybody. Nice to have you in God's house today. There are uh, some opportunities that I want to share with you that are going on. They happen every summer, but I don't know that we, we think about them in time to bring them up. But there are a couple campgrounds that are in the area that have religious programs. Uh, the first one is actually West Z Holiness Campground. Uh, they have um, programming throughout the whole week. It actually starts today through Saturday. They'll have things going on during the day, and I'll, I'll defer you to their Facebook page for all the details. But what I will point out is they also have an evening worship service uh, with speakers, evangelists from different parts of the country that bring a message each day. So any day this week, if you wanted to go up there a short drive, um, you'd be able to hear you know, a message from God, uh, a worship service, something totally different than probably what we do here. Um, sometimes the musicians are from the local area, sometimes they're not. But I just wanted to highlight that because it's a great thing that we can do to get together with um, fellow believers that are other than the people you see around this room. So it's a great time of, uh, of really worship and celebration and, and fellowship. And then uh, I'm going to skip that one and go to Morse Campground also has one uh, that's in August. That one's a little bit longer. Um, they do, I think, like two weekends and then in between. So it's a little bit longer program, but kind of the same thing where they have um, they have kids program. They do like a vacation Bible school. They do um, studies throughout the day for men or women. And then they also have evening worship time. Um, they usually have a couple different speakers over the whole time. So any one of those nights, if you're available, 
you know, you can go up there and, and kind of, you know, get, get a different flavor of something uh, and a message that God may have for you. And then in between that, uh, July 7th and 8th, which is actually next weekend, there's a, a Christian Music Festival. This is the second year that they've done it there. But there's a whole lineup of people there, including um, a local group called Adirondack Anthem that is somewhere in the mix. But they have a upnorthworship.com or they have a Facebook page that you can get. Show up anytime, first day, all day, or whatever. I know over in the back it's kind of hard to see because the bifocals aren't quite strong enough. But uh, if you'd like more information about that, you can also scan that QR code with your phone. Um, or we can help you find that after the service. But just wanted to point out those opportunities because um, there's a lot of work that goes into putting those things on. Uh, and they call it a campground because there are camps there, cabins or you know places you can even stay that's more like a hotel. I mean, not like a hotel, but like a hotel in that you can rent that room. Um, but it's just a great opportunity. Might be something good. I know our daughter went there um, to the Morse camp for two or three years, had a great time. And um, so I just wanted to pass that out um, as, as a little bit of information and a plug for our fellow believers in the area. Uh, let's see, what else do we have coming up? Uh, just an update on the pastor search. We're, we're about a year now um, where we've been waiting on, on a senior pastor to, to come. Uh, we continue dialoguing with our district superintendent. We have made some modifications to, you know, what we're doing and how we're offering it. Um, but just be patient. You know, God has something in store. Uh, you know, Franklin mentioned that we're a family. We're growing. We're, we're right now the size that God wants us to be. So that doesn't mean that, you know, we're waiting to do things until a pastor comes or we're waiting to do something till we're bigger. You know, we have a Often we have a dozen children downstairs. So that is, that is amazing and that's awesome. And if nothing other than that, they're hearing the message of Christ crucified downstairs, talking about God's love and teaching them and showing them each and every week. So just be encouraged while we wait for a senior pastor. They'll come when they'll come, right? So we're just to keep moving along, keep doing what we do. September, we'll start up our, our Bible studies in the evening, Wednesdays, um, men's breakfast, all those things, you know, we take off for the summer. But be encouraged, God is here, and we certainly experience that every day. Um, with that, Kyle's going to bring the scripture uh, and the message, right? Are you bringing the message too? No, just you're bringing in the message of the scripture, and then Tyler's going to preach for us, right? Okay. Actually, that's, that's not a big deal for me. I'm, I'm uh, in love being in front of a microphone, but I'll leave it to Tyler today. <laughs> okay, I am reading from, yes, Philippians 3, uh, 12 through 14. Now that I have already obtained all this, or that I, or, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me 
heavenward in Christ Jesus. pray. Lord, I, I ask that you would speak through me and uh, that you would have your will and your way with this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, uh, but first of all, those, those first three announcements you had, those are the best announcements I've ever heard at a church. Because West AZ Camp, they have a great speaker and a great worship leader. And uh, Morse Camp, I love Morse Camp. And, uh, and up north worship, Next week, it's, it's great. There's so great announcements. If only we had stuff like that every week. But um, yeah, so I, I love all three of those things. I was watching the slides earlier. I'm like, wow, this, they got some good stuff they're talking about today. Um, so my week this week, it's been, it's been quite a week. And uh, basically last night was just a snippet of kind of the whole week. Not well, all of it was quite to that extreme, but it's been a busy week. And uh, so last night after supper, I go back to camp. And um, when, when I get to camp, I was going to uh, take a shower over at Grandma and Grandpa's cabin because my shower right now is, it has no hot water. And so, so that's part of my plan for this week is to uh, get, hopefully, if we get to that, hopefully I'll have hot water in my cabin. That'd be very nice. Um, but uh, seeing as I do not have hot water right now, I was going over to Grandma and Grandpa's cabin. They got the water going and everything. So I get over there, and I get the water turned on uh, in the shower. And I'm like, well, it wasn't very much. There's just not much coming out. So, but, well, the sink, because you have to run both at the same time. The sink's water was so hot. And the shower, I think it just had so little water coming out, it didn't matter. <laughs> and there's more water coming out of the sink than out of the shower. And uh, so, so I, that, that's okay. They're ahead of everybody else right now. <laughs> They're ahead of me. I go over to Mom and Dad's cabin. I, I figure I thought about hooking up their water, because their water's not hooked up. Grandpa's got the water hooked up at their cabin. Um, and so I, I go to Mom and Dad's cabin to get the uh, water hooked up. And I go, I grab the hose, because got, we got this new thing to try to make the water work. And so I got to get the hose hooked up on one side of the cabin. And get it, uh, well, actually, I started on this side. And I went around to the other side. It doesn't, it doesn't reach. Like, well, why doesn't it reach? And I'm like, I don't remember taking a shortcut under the cabin. I don't know. So I then, I call mom up. And, well, silly me, apparently there's a spare hose that's not cut to lengths. That was the extra. So I go to get the right one. And it's, it's a little bit rainy, but not too bad. It's starting to get dark, not too dark. That's okay. I go, I find the right hose. Ugh, I didn't realize that there were two. So I get the right hose, and uh, I, I get it untaped, because uh, we had it taped, you know, so it's not like all over the place. And uh, I turn to go out the door. Whoa, it starts pouring, pouring, pouring rain out there. I don't mind rain, but my shoes get wet. They're going to stink. And all right, let's do this. I get outside. And I was so sweaty from the whole day and the whole week. 
Well, and well, the, the rain took care of that. So it washed me right out. I get the hose, I hook it up. I get, what do you know, this one's the right length. I get that hooked up. I make sure there's no leaks anywhere outside. Everything, like I've turned all the levers and stuff and the water's on, the water's running. I, I go inside. I'm checking, okay, the sink's all good in the kitchen. Let me turn that off. The sink's all good in the bathroom. Let me turn off that. But what is, there's nothing coming out of the shower, but we haven't gotten there yet. What's that sound, though? What is that sound? I go into the, the back bedroom. There's a fountain in the bedroom. <laughs> it's coming up to here. <laughs> and I was just calling mom to tell her I got it. And so she's like, hello. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I hung up on her, and I go turn the water off. Grandpa probably like, he hadn't heard this yet. He's <laughs> having nightmares now. And so I, I get the water back off. I go in the back room, I get a fan set up to start blowing that because, oh dear. And I get mom and dad back on the phone. By the way, I forgot to turn on the propane tank. I got that now. And so we got that. And it, cause I, so what the problem was, I forgot dad unhooked the hot water heater so they didn't freeze. That was a new thing last year. So I got to connect the pipes. I got that all connected. I, I, the message today is on perseverance. <laughs> Just so there's a point to this. <laughs> persevere, good or bad, persevere. And so I get that hooked up and, and I, I get everything all set. The water's back on, no leaks anywhere, no fountains apparently, none of that. <laughs> I'm like, there's, there's water up on the wall this high up. <laughs> and it's okay, it was drying very nicely before I left because this was a process. Um, and so... Um, I then, I, uh, I, I get, well, there's nothing coming out of the shower. Not a thing, no air, no drizzle of water, nothing. And so, we try everything. I'm following the lines under the cabin. And it goes up, there's no shut off, there's nothing I need to turn on. I go back in the bathroom, looking under the sink, I'm following the pipes, nothing, nothing anywhere. Basically, we gave up. I had mom and dad on the phone, and uh, dad took it very well when he heard that there was a fountain in the back room. He, he didn't sound, seem bothered at all by it. I think he's just glad that this year, the hot water tank, there's not supposed to be any problems. So, we're good. So, that, and I, I then, I, I'm like, well, I guess I got to go back over to grandma and grandpa's. I got to make sure that um, I, well, I had to grab my stuff and make sure they locked up their cabin. It's dark, by the way. I don't know what time it was, like 9.30 or so at this point. And um, it's dark, I'm in the woods, pouring rain. Like, all right, I gotta go um, lock up their cabin. The doorknob fell off. <laughs> I got great. Now, I, I've already broke the news to mom and dad that there was a fountain in the back room. It's drying up very nicely. The, the floor was actually drying right up. And um, so it, it's a cabin. It's not a house. If it was a house, it would have been different. It would have, it, the water wouldn't have been going away so fast. But um, then, uh, and, and then I, I got to break the news to Grandma and Grandpa that I, something happened to the shower, and now I broke the doorknob, and I was going to take the doorknob with me. I'm like, this is like out of Mr. Bean taking the door. I, <laughs> He takes the steering wheel with him. Who needs a key to your car? <laughs> the thief gets in the car. No steering wheel. No. 
but mom assured me I needed to put the doorknob back. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody around me, they're suffering. <laughs> me, I'm just getting along <laughs> because God is good all the time. Persevere because God is good. Doesn't matter how many things go bad. Doesn't matter how busy the week is. Doesn't matter. All that matters is that God is good. And all these other things, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The fountain went away. Doesn't matter. It's come, it's gone. What matters is that people know who God is, that we know how much He loves us, and that we're sharing that with other people. Um, thinking of the Apostle Paul, who wrote the scripture that Kyle read, um, he was an amazing Jew. He did everything he was supposed to do. And as for those Christians that were popping up and all that nonsense that the, they were talking about, he, 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 was so, he was so gung-ho for God he was taking care of them. He's, he's getting all the permission to, like, the Christians, they're getting stoned. He's sitting there watching, as the, and he's watching all the cloaks. You know, everybody lays their cloak on the ground, and he's, like, he's just standing there watching guard. And, and, uh, he, and, and then to get the paperwork, to, or the uh, permission to throw Christians in prisons, dragging them out of their homes. But this man was a man of God. He was on a mission to live for God. The poor man, though, didn't realize he was doing the wrong mission and that the Christians were right, that God had done more. The Messiah that was talked about in the Old Testament had come, and yes, it was Jesus, but he just didn't get the memo. And so um, Jesus gave him the memo, and he got that very, very strongly. And then Paul, um, just before um, what was read, Paul is saying in, the, uh, in that chapter, um, he says, if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh and themselves, I have more. And he was right. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. It, um, uh, uh, he is one of God's chosen people because God had chosen Abraham. He had done so many things through Abraham and through his descendants. Whether they were following God or not, God was watching over them. And when they needed to be punished, he let them get punished. When they needed help, he was all right, I'm right here. He was right there ready to help them every single time. Now, God loves all all of us, and, but these people God had chosen to have Jesus born through that family line. And, and now, of course, it doesn't matter if we're Jews. God loves us. He loves us all. And, and that was some of the things that God had uh, needed to teach some of the people um, uh, at, at this time after Jesus had come, um, that God is here for everyone. And uh, so then continuing, uh, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. Uh, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. So if you think you got something to boast about, no, forget it. That doesn't matter either. Uh, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. That is all that matters, that we know him. My Lord, Jesus, Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage 
that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness on my own that comes from the law, doing all the right things. No, not from that, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in, participation in His sufferings becoming like him in his death, and so somehow at tra- at, uh, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Um, what he is saying is, Lord, I love you. I want to be a part of what you're doing. I want to be the person that you want me to be. You're doing all these great things, helping the world, saving the world. And he wants to be a part of that. Um, and, and, and he's saying in, this, in, in these verses that not that he has attained all this, but that is what he is straining towards. Um, so uh, again, it says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, so that I press on towards the goal to win the prize. Um, Not that I have obtained all this, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. If we're going to go forward, sometimes we just have to forget what is behind us. We have to forget what we did in the past. You ever stay up at night just thinking about the things that you've done in the past and like, oh my goodness, why did I do that? You ever ever do that? Um, And uh, no, that doesn't matter. Because God wants us to keep moving forward. We need to forget what happened in the past. It doesn't mean you just forget that it ever happened, but that you learn from the past, that you can move forward in the life that God has for you. you got to learn from your mistakes, preferably other people's mistakes before you make those same ones, but you learn from past mistakes so that you can keep going. Um, uh, basically, he wants us to keep on going. If there's any sin that we're doing, anything wrong that we're doing, stop. Turn, turn away from that and do the, what, live the life that God wants us to live. Correct whatever you can, but sometimes there's things that we just can't correct. We've made a mistake, we've messed something up, and we may try our best, but we're not going to be able to make that ever go away. That is why Jesus died for us, basically, because we can't fix. No amount of good that we can do can outweigh the bad that we've done. The bad is always there. It doesn't just vanish. But Jesus paid the price for us so that we can have freedom, so that we can have forgiveness. He took care of that for us because he loves us so much. And he did this while we were still sinners, while we were not living for him. He's like, I know someday that person... They're going to see how much I love them, and they're going to want to follow me. Right now they don't. That's okay for now, I guess, but I will have them. Jesus is not going to let anything get in his way of having us. If we want to be with him, if we sincerely, truly want to be with him, he paid that price in advance so that when we were ready, we could have this freedom, this new life, forgiveness, forgiveness. but we, we can't be 
uh, looking back at all the things behind us. We can't be dwelling on the past. I think about um, my dad when he was in high school. He was a really fast runner. And so uh, one time he was on, on a race. I think it was for the whole island. He grew up in Prince Edward Island. Um, and uh, so he, he's running this race. It's a big deal. And uh, it, it was a, a track race. So you got those lines. I don't like lines. Who likes? Who wants to run between the lines? I want to run in the woods where you got a nice big trail. You can kind of go wherever you want. Of course, you're trying to be efficient, but there's not, not so much pressure as if you cross that line, you're done. Get out of here. It's, it's not. It's you, Relax. There's not all these beady eyes of people watching you in the woods. Like, you're in the woods in cross country. No, not on track. No, you got to follow. You got to run between those lines, certain races at least. And don't you dare cross that. And so, Dad, he's, he's running this race, and he is running fast. He and a friend of his were both in the same race. And as he is going, he is in the lead. He is beating everybody in that race. He's going to cross that line and have won beating everybody, which is amazing. And he looks back real quick to see how his friend is doing. He crosses the line. He beats everybody. And then they're like, you're disqualified. When he looked back, just people love to do that when they're running. Just a quick look. His foot just went on across that line. That means he's disqualified. When we're too busy, even taking a quick look, look what I did back there, I shouldn't have done that. No. Forget what is behind. Move forward. Learning from your mistakes, not dwelling on what so-and-so is doing, doesn't matter what they're doing. We got to help each other along the way, but we're not supposed to be letting people hold us back either because we are held accountable for what we do. Do we want to make God number one, or are they like a semi number one mixed with all these other things that are very important in our lives? When we put God first, when we make Him number one, we're able to do everything else way better than we could without Him. So it's like, you'll be like, well, well, these are really important, like my family, that's so important, and it is. You can put them at number one if you want. But when you make God number one, he raises that whole thing so that they're actually able to bump that. Does that make any sense? Like, you're not sacrificing your family when you put God first. I am able to be the person that uh, God wants me to be for Gwen when I am putting him first. When I'm not putting him first, it's almost like she gets bumped down a few times. When we put God first, that is when we're able to live life to the full. And when we're able to live the life he wants us to. But when we're looking back behind, well, what, what, sometimes it's not... We have a hard time forgiving ourselves, but sometimes it's forgiving other people. Look what they did. You, no, I can't forgive that. You don't know what they have done to me. You don't know the damage that they have done to my family. God wants us to forgive. He wants us to move forward. And if we're too busy holding on to that boulder back there, and, and even if we've taken the time to screw in a handle to hold on to that so you can pull it better. So some people, we, we hold on to our bitterness and we're going to make sure we hold, we're going to do whatever it takes to make it easier. But if you're still holding on to that, trying to drag that to get to the line way down there, you're not doing so well, are you? You're not going to win that race. You're not living the life to the full the way God wants you to, are you? We, we hold ourselves back. 
But God doesn't want us to do that. He doesn't want us to be holding on to these things. He doesn't want us dwelling on the past. He wants us to be able to run freely in new life for him. Um, and it says, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. When we're straining towards what's ahead, we're not holding back. Don't look back and don't hold back either. Give God everything you want. Give everything you have going towards that goal, focusing on that goal. That is what God wants me to do. That is what I'm going to do. And don't let anybody stop you, distract you, or get in your way. Hop over them or something. Do not let anything keep you from that prize. Because as it says in that verse, God is calling us heavenward. That is the prize. He is the prize. He is calling us heavenward in Christ Jesus our Lord. He wants us to have this prize. But we have to be focused on that prize. Don't hold back. Give all you have towards that goal. Um, there was a race I had to run one time, and I felt so sick in this race. Like I, I had been doing really well. It's the beginning of the season, and, um, we're, I, I, and I'm actually I'm flying. I'm doing so well. I'm running with a couple of other guys on my team. Um, and then at, at one point, uh, I think one of them fell behind. Basically, he couldn't keep up with us. We were doing really well. And uh, again, early in the season, it's a tough course, though. It's a golf course. Whose idea, I, I want to know whose idea it was to make their cross-country course a golf course. A terrible idea. Up and down the hills. That's ridiculous. So, um, but it, it ends up being just this one guy and I, and the previous, I actually ran over the summer. I only ran like a mile a day, but I did a little bit of practice, and sometimes it only takes a little bit, and it helps. And so I, I'm actually keeping up with a guy previously I could not keep up with, and he's younger than me. I was not necessarily a fast runner. Um, my, my second, to, my 11th grade year, I, I was actually, I, I almost counted. And uh, my senior year, I counted for uh, quite a few of the races. I was, uh, but up until then, no, I was, uh, you know, I finished, but. <laughs> um, so um, he and I are running. I start to not feel good, though. And I have to tell him, you need to keep going without me. Because he just has to. I'm going to hold him back. That's not good for the team. But I'm getting this horrible cramp. I'm not feeling good at all. So he goes on ahead of me. He didn't want to. I told him he needed to. Uh, I guess in this case, I'm the older one. I'm the wiser one. I've been doing this a couple years longer than he has. It doesn't matter if you want to stay with me. You're going to do a lot better if you keep going without me. So I let him go. I didn't want to hold him back. And uh, so then all these other people, though, too, they're going ahead of me. And, uh, and, and some of these guys were in green uniforms, those awful people. I didn't like them. They were... They were the enemy, and, and I got a, a, a yellow jersey on, and uh, so um, all these guys, some of them are green, and they're passing me, and, uh, but I had been doing really well, and, and, but then we're getting close to the end of the race, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something here. We're gonna finish, and I'm like, we're coming down this hill, and then it goes up. It was one of the worst, biggest, most extravagant hills they ever put in a cross-country course. I don't know why they do that to us. So 
We, I'm like, I gotta run up that hill. I'm going to <laughs> get up that hill, and I'm the like the finish. Normally, I'm really good. I'm I'm better sprinter than uh, long distance runner. But again, I don't like the beady eyes watching me. So, God called me to a life of doing what I don't like to do. Um, I may have indirectly called your eyes beady, but don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> God called me to a life of things I, I despise, but, and, and he actually makes me enjoy it too. I love serving God. Otherwise, there's no way any of you would have been able to get up, me up here. So, uh, but I, so normally I'm a better sprinter, but I have nothing left in me at this point. After this horrible race that I ran half really well and half I lived, and uh, getting up this hill, and I am giving everything I have. I have nothing left. You ever feel like, like you're saying, God, I have nothing left. I have nothing. Please, Lord, help me. Well, this is kind of how I felt in a more physical sense, not in a life sense, but just an I'm exhausted sense. I have nothing left. And I see that finish line, and I don't have it in me. I'm giving everything I have I'm saying that to God, if metaphorically, I would have been saying that to God, that I'm giving all that I had. I, I, I was saying that this is all I have. And everybody's cheering. They were really cheering too that day. And I hear my mom, you could hear my mom when she was screaming for me. And she's like, go Tyler, go Tyler, go, 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 go. And I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm trying, and we're coming up on that finish line, and then three green guys come behind me, and I'm like, no! I run every, apparently what I said was 100% was not anything. I had way more when adrenaline kicked in. I ran, I then gave everything I had, basically from about here to the front of the stage, because at that point it was too late. At the point I finally realized I did have more, when I finally realized that, it was too late. There's like three strides. But I'm telling you, I like tripled my, quadrupled or something my speed. It was way faster. And so as those three guys are suddenly, I didn't even hear them. They're suddenly coming up behind me. And um, I, as fast as I could go, and, and the, uh, we crossed the line, they're like, green, yellow, green. I'm like, oh, good, I, I repassed two of those green guys. And then another guy says, no, green, green, yellow. I only beat one of the three. And so sometimes we say to God, I don't have anything left. And sometimes God is like, that doesn't matter. I got more for you. You're supposed to be relying on my power. I have the strength you need. I have the power, the wisdom, the understanding, and sometimes you just got to trust me. And so I'm running as fast as I can, but God is saying sometimes to us, no, you're not. With me, you can run so much more. That's what he tells us. But we need to press on towards the goal. Persevere with his strength, his understanding, and his Holy Spirit that is living inside of us. One last race story. So uh, my senior year, I, uh, I actually was counting. First race, uh, or, or in, in the, the first half of the season at this point, I have, I have counted. See, there's seven runners on a team, and the first five count. The next two only count if it comes to a, uh, a tie. Well, last year I was number seven, so I kind of counted. This year I'm number five. 
I'm counting in every race. What I do definitely matters. And it's nice when you know, when you can feel like you are making a difference, when you are helping people. But, um, I, so I'm number five. But uh, the three of us were really close, five, six, and seven. And so they call out, go Tyler, go, uh, go Tyler, go Connor, go Ben, go Tyler, go Connor, go Ben. Like every time we're running by people, like we're right there, just a few strides in between each of us. And um, so running this, uh, we have this race, and it's a home meet. We're at home. You don't lose at home. No. And it's one of the rivals, one of the rivals. No, they're not, win they're not beating us on our course. And our course is a more difficult course, but we're used to it. That is what we run on a, a, a regular basis. And so um, uh, for this race, I I'm sick that day. Uh, not sick enough that I skip school, but uh, so I, I go to school and, and then I go talk to my coach and I'm like, I really, I really feel sick. And, and he's like, I really, I, I think you should go and um, just do your best. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, turns out number seven also was sick. He also went to school. He did not also show up to the race. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so that's okay. Number six guy is essentially, I'm not going to be able to keep my pace. He's going to be way ahead of me. He's going to take my spot, and I'm back to being number six, and I don't really matter that much. So uh, we're going to get done this race, and we have it in the bag. Our runners, our first runner was run so fast. He'd run, he'd run a 5K in 15 minutes. How do you do that? And uh, then he got the next two guys, and they were really good too. And so um, they're, they're all going to, they got this. And our five people, they are going to have this. It's not going to be a problem. We must win this but we are going to win this. There's not, there wasn't really a doubt about that. And so I don't count. And I'm running this race and I'm feeling ter absolutely terrible. And then I get, <clears throat> I get so far and there's my coach. Come on, Tyler, go, stay on him, stay on him. And there's this little guy from, uh, uh, from the other team and he never beat me. I'm like, he might today. No, not today, <laughs> no. So I'm running after him. I try to stay on his shoulder. It helps you when you're running off their shoulder and uh, when you have somebody to look to. And so I'm following him. Well, then we're getting in the woods. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to run, but he's getting further and further ahead of me. And, uh, and at this point, we're so deep in the woods. There's nobody out here to cheer. And he's just getting further and further ahead. <laughs> I'm trying. I am trying. Not going well. And we're so far into the woods, sometimes at this point you can hear an owl just go, ooh, ooh. There's nothing out here. Nothing. Nobody. I'm just falling further behind. And suddenly, my coach, go, Tyler, go! Stay on him! Stay on him! Go, Tyler, go! And I'm like, why is he so upset? I better pick up the pace. Because I'd never seen him like that. He was so upset with me that I was not going faster. So I stayed on that guy and I followed him and then we're getting around to the end and we're going around a field and I, the finish line is over there. I'm like, I better start moving. He's getting ahead of me again. And the coach, I don't know, he's supposed to be at the finish line at that point too, by the way. Why was he not where he was supposed to be? I don't know. You ever say that to God? Why are we not where we're supposed to be? Where, God, where are you? Why are you over there? You're supposed to be over here. You ever tell God that? Some people like to tell God that. Well, I don't know, 
but I'm running this race because the coach told me I needed to get going. And so I catch up to this man, and I am sprinting my guts out, and I just barely beat this guy. Just barely. We crossed that line. My team's jumping up and down. I'm like, you're never here to see me finish. And, and, and why are you so happy? Why are you guys so happy? I feel miserable. Do you have any idea what I've just gone through today? And um, he, my voice was already going before this surface. <laughs> um, and uh, they're telling me it was a tie. It was a tie. I counted again. What? I wasn't supposed to count. Well, the first runner, this team was a nasty team. I wasn't kidding. That You run with spikes, um, like a, a half inch, quarter inch spikes in cross country, longer than in track. Well, they would spike our teammates. They spiked the number one guy right in the ankle before, they, before everybody got to their spots. You know, you're all running and you're, you're all taken off in a herd initially. Well, they spiked him right there at the very beginning. So he's not number one. And then our next guys, are they're not quite holding it for him. So uh, it came down to a tie, and I counted. You ever say to God, Lord, why are you not where I need you to be? Why, I, like, I am here. I don't count. What I am doing does not matter. And God is saying, yes, it does. You need to keep going. You don't understand that this is actually going to come down to a tie. You don't realize the impact. And sometimes you never will. Maybe when we get to heaven. But God is saying, you need to persevere. You need to press on towards that goal. Don't be thinking about what's going on right now and how bad you feel. You need to keep on going, pressing on towards that goal to win the prize. God is calling you. Not your best friend, not your mom or dad, not anybody else. God, almighty creator of everything, who has the power to do everything good, is calling you to him. Press on towards that goal to win the prize for which God is calling you heavenward. Whether in word or deed, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it for God. He forgives us. The one who calls us is faithful. If we ask him for forgiveness, he will forgive us. But we must press on. The one thing that Paul is talking about, and there's a kind of a couple things that go into it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, basically so that he can press on towards that goal. You can't look back and dwell on the past. You, you, must, you must not look back. You must, pr uh, don't, don't look back, don't hold back, and press on towards that goal. Give everything you have and so much more with God giving us the strength. We can do so, like human beings, we can be quite capable when we want to be, uh, or under the right circumstances. But with God, so much more. But we must press on towards the goal. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for how amazing you are, for the prize that you are calling us to. Please, Lord, help us. Give us the strength. Whether things are going well and we think we can coast, or things are going horribly and we think we need to stop or take a break, Lord, don't let us. Help us to press on. Help us to not be dwelling on the past. What other people have done, what we have done, or things that have just happened to us, don't let those things hold us back, Lord. Help us to press on 
so that we can live the life that you want us to live. You are so amazing, Lord, and I thank you for the hope and the love, the forgiveness that you have for us. But Lord, please help us so that we can press on no matter what happens. And that no matter what happens, we won't get distracted looking to the left or to the right, crossing the line or looking behind us or wondering what's ahead, too far ahead of us. Just help us to keep our eyes fixed on the prize, right toward the goal, that we would look to you and no one else, nothing else, that we would bring people alongside of us wherever we go, making an impact in their lives, being the light of the world that you want us to be, and wherever we go, bringing others with us so that we can all be with you someday. Not everybody will accept this, that you, the, the life that you have for us, Lord. But help us to share that light and that life with as many people as we can by the way that we live, by the words that we say, by the actions that we do. Help us to strain towards what is ahead, good or bad, whatever we will face. Help us to go towards that goal. Amen. Romans 5, 3-5 says, Not only so, but we glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. What goal does God want you to strive for? And whatever it is that you're going for, stick with God, because with Him... The impossible can be done. With him, all things are, are possible. Um, and if you don't have him, all you got to do is say, Lord, forgive me. I know I've messed up so many times, but help me to live the life that you want me to live. And he will be with us wherever we go, whatever it is we're doing, wherever it is that he calls us to. He will do amazing things through us if we let him. Stick with him. Have a good week.